Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. What's up, guys? Uh, Terry back here with another episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. And today's topic is going to be about how to break yourself out of ruts. And there's going to be specifically three small little actionable steps I share uh, here in this episode that have helped me consistently break out of my own ruts in the past. I'm going to give a little context for why I chose this episode today or this topic and uh, dive into all of that. But first, I want to clarify one thing. This episode isn't necessarily about how to prevent ruts, though I'm sure there's going to be you know, that would be another great topic in and of itself uh, to research and to dive into. Uh, but the idea I had in mind was these are going to be tips for you to specifically break out of ruts. Because in my opinion, I don't think there's going to be a perfect way to prevent ruts. And honestly, I don't think you should because there'll be some, um, not to get ahead of myself, but the Briefly, what I mean by I don't think you should entirely prevent ruts is that ruts in some sense are kind of like resets for yourself. Uh, They're difficult and uncomfortable periods of time for sure, but they can also be great learning experiences uh, because they're difficult and because they're uncomfortable, um, because they're often times that you're marked with quote unquote failure. uh, They're also excellent learning opportunities. And it's in the failures, and this is something we as entrepreneurs especially have to learn, it's in the failures that we learn the most. If we're constantly winning in life, then we're either not putting ourselves out there very much and we're not growing, or um, we're simply just not learning as much as if we were just failing. Now, that's obviously not to say that you should just go out there and fail all the time and only fail. I mean, that can get incredibly discouraging. And if you're constantly failing at one particular thing, then that's you know, potentially a sign that he should be doing something different. I believe there's some kind of Einstein quote that uh, if you repeatedly do the same thing over and over and over, that's like a surefire sign of insanity. I'm butchering the quote, but you've probably heard it before. However, that's getting a lot, get, getting on a little bit of a rabbit trail. So I'm going to go back to the topic of uh, this episode right here. And the the reason I chose the idea of specifically tips to break yourself out of a rut uh, and to start the upswing of the cycle once more is to, well, is really because I find myself in a lot of ruts lately. Um, but also I think it's just a part of life that going through life, you're going to keep um, hitting highs and lows and the lows can be extremely discouraging. And there's, there's three particular things that I've used in the past consistently. And I've actually, in fact, just used some today to help myself kind of, I don't know, re-encourage myself to kind of just reset, refresh, and recalibrate, if that's how you want to put it, recalibrate and, well, as the title says, break myself out of a rut. So uh, just starting right off, let's let's dive into kind of what a rut would be. Um, the, the context for this episode here is that you know, as I previously mentioned, I've been finding myself in a lot of ruts lately, and it's this semester in particular has been difficult for me. Uh, it's just been a more difficult period of life. It's been, I mean, I've, I've dived into it in plenty of other episodes, but it's just, it's been 
all around harder than, than normal per se. There's been a lot of, well, referencing another episode I did recently, uh, there's been a lot of frogs in my life that I've had to eat, that I've had to eat. And it's just been uncomfortable in a lot of ways and it hasn't been pleasant. Uh, over Easter break, I would call that kind of one of my recent ruts. I believe that was just about two or three days ago when I had like a three-day, four-day weekend, which was really nice. I mean, it was very relaxing. However, I ex- I expect myself to be extremely productive going into it. And that's a whole other story and probably a whole other, it could be a whole other episode in and of itself about why that weekend went poorly and didn't go exactly according to my expectations. However, we'll just kind of summarize that whole fiasco by saying that I basically had a three to four day weekend uh, over Easter weekend where I didn't have school on Friday, didn't have school on Monday. It was supposed to be like a super productive time for me to catch up on a bunch of schoolwork and to take the last two weeks of the semester easy and prepare for finals and be kind of relaxed and chilled because I would have caught up on a bunch of work. However, it didn't happen. And in fact, I would say it almost felt counterproductive in some sense. Like, yes, it was relaxing. Yes, I you know, got to hang out with family and there's a lot of good things that happened. But specifically for school, specifically for the productive things I had in mind, it did feel a bit counterproductive, which was frustrating. And coming, it was, it was just a bad start to the week because coming out of that, I hadn't met my expectations whatsoever. And I felt really down and just really frustrated myself. And I was almost certainly in a rut. And I would, I don't know if there's a really a particular definition for this. Uh, I would just categorize it as a time of particular, particularly intense frustration. And maybe it seems like the world's against you or there's just problems piling up on you or whatever it is, it's just a, a more trying time than normal. Uh, than than what's usual and that's not fun it's unfortunate it's it's not fun it's very uncomfortable but i would say it's, it's a part of life take heart though there are a few tips here that should help you i, I would hope at least as they've helped me quite a bit so first firstly jumping right into this the first thing i do when I'm in a rut and I'm feeling really frustrated and I'm encountering a bunch of problems and just feels like everything is going wrong is I talk it out. Uh, one could call this verbal processing, but I also think, I think it's, it's too fat. Like it's got two different, uh, trying to think of a word for not avenues. Uh, it's basically got, it's two pronged. Essentially this point is two pronged. That's, that's a good way to put it in, in that talking it out, uh, is verbal processing. So you're, you're kind of working through the problem out loud. You're working through your issues. And personally, I mean, it depends on your learning style and things, but personally, whenever I talk things out loud and I talk problems out loud to my peers or to family members or to mentors, it just makes things more clear. It, it helps me break down the mountains that I've made out of molehills and it helps me just, um, I don't know, I'm trying not to beat a dead horse here, but it, it just helps make things simpler. That's a good way to put it. So verbal processing is huge. I've found that extremely helpful. It's extremely underrated. Even though I'm a huge proponent of verbal processing, I don't think I do it enough. And every time I do do it, I'm always like, wow, that was so much easier. This problem I've been racking my brain uh, for a solution for, 
for half of a week now, uh, just instantly became so much clearer. And now I've thought magically thought of a solution after just a 15 minute conversation with a friend about it. And that happens time and time again, yet I still neglect occasionally neglect to uh, verbal process when I probably should. So that's one huge uh, proponent of talking out. The other is that you, you simply can access the wisdom of your, your peers and more specifically your mentors. And I've recorded a whole episode on mentors and the, the pros and why I'm just a huge proponent of mentorship as well. So I'm not going to dive into that here. But what I would just say is that if you listen to that episode on mentors and why they're the cheat code to life, then you'll know exactly what I mean here when I say talk it out with your mentors. And actually my note here says, and partners in crime. So what I mean by partner in crime is essentially that one person, that peer, that friend you have that is kind of like your closest and best friend that uh, for myself, at least I'm an entrepreneur and you know, investor. And there's a few people, J- Jacob being one of them and many other people at TFF as well. Uh, but there's a few select people in my life who are around my age and have similar experiences to me that I can kind of talk things out with and share issues and problems and frustrations I'm having in the moment. And I know they'll be able to relate to me and I'll, and they'll be able to relate to the problems I'm sharing and provide another perspective or even just be a sounding board as I try to verbal process my way through these issues. So that's the first point is talking out, talking it out with people. Now you certainly can talk things out with someone who isn't passionate about the thing. Isn't necessarily that you can certainly talk things out with people who don't necessarily have the same passions as you. However, it might not be as productive because you don't necessarily just want to, you know, force them into a corner and just like uh, dump a tirade on them for about an hour or something of, uh, you know, frustrations you've been having and basically just rant endlessly because that'll just be frustrating for them. Uh, You don't want to do that. You you want it to be a somewhat fairly productive conversation and brainstorming and problem solving uh, session among peers. And particularly, I mean, at least for myself, when Jacob brings his problems to me, uh, I have no problem with that. And I actually find it really encouraging because it's often things I'm working through myself as well, or that I've already worked through, or that I likely will work through in the near future. And so it's productive for me as well. Um, I think you kind of get my point here. Basically what I'm saying is that as say an investor and entrepreneur myself, I wouldn't necessarily go to a media comm major on my campus and you know, sit that student down and just dump a bunch of business problems on him and rant to him for hours and hours and hours on end about my business issues and why I'm so frustrated about X, Y, and Z and why I'm in a rut and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If I didn't know him super, super well, and if he didn't have at least some context for kind of my interests in business and entrepreneurship and investing, or else he would just be completely overwhelmed and be like, why are you telling me all this? This is really confusing. You know, you're a great dude. I don't really know how I can you know, help you. Basically, the, the relationship there matters quite a bit. So if you're bringing it to someone who's your age and it's not necessarily a mentor, um, that's why I use the, the phrasing of partner in crime because it helps if they're basically like your right-hand man, if they're your closest and best friend. I mean, they could even be a sibling 
or a family member, like a parent, it, it doesn't necessarily matter, but just those two key points, how well you know them and having some kind of common interests. So you can at least have context for helping each other through um, problems and getting each other out of ruts. The point here is that talking it out is one of the number one things I can do to break myself out of a rut. Because more often than not, when I'm in a rut, I'm way too much in my own head. Uh, my, my small problems are becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm blowing them up. I'm becoming emotional. I'm not, I'm thinking irrationally. I'm not thinking straight. And these relatively simple problems that my conscious brain can even understand are simple problems, say an assignment, like a short paper that I need to get done that is frustrating me. And I know it's simple and I know it's short and I know it's less than a thousand words and I know it's, you know, I'm overcomplicating it, but I'm still overcomplicating it. It's like when your conscious brain is aware that this is a relatively simple problem and you're frustrated that it, you haven't found the solution for it yet, but your subconscious brain is really in control of here, blowing this thing up out of proportion. And so that's where talking it out uh, comes in handy. So I'll leave that point where it is. The, the one thing I'll say here is that during Easter break, even though I consciously knew that putting myself around people, and this could be particularly just to my, uh, my personality as well. I enjoy working around people, working with people and being part of a team and working in study groups and those things. I just get a lot more done that way. Some people might not, and that's completely fine. Uh, however, even though I consciously understood that about myself, I still kind of like hold myself away in my room and just tried to get everything done on my own, isolated for hours on end in my room. And the exact opposite happened. So that was, that was incredibly frustrating to me. And I just want to throw out there that even myself, who is making this point to you guys, doesn't get it right every single time. Because even though I know this about myself, it can still be hard for me to put myself out there and say, hey, I'm going to go out there and find someone to work with or to bounce these issues off of or to jump in a study group with, et cetera, et cetera. However, when I see the opportunity to, it kind of presents itself, I always take take uh, take that opportunity. So if a mentor of mine or a professor or a teacher offers some office hours or offers the time to meet with them or even offers to have lunch with me, those are things I'll never say no to. Uh, if, if it's someone I respect and I, I consider a mentor in my life, if they offer me their time, I'm always taking them up on it. Uh, if a close friend of mine, if a partner in, partner in crime, quote unquote, is offering to, you know, put a study group together or just like uh, study with me in the library for a while or work on a business thing, whatever it is. Um, I'm always trying to spend more time around those people because it helps keep me not only keep me out of ruts, but it also helps me break out of ruts. So that's my point right there on talking it out with people and kind of putting yourself around the right people. My second point is to read books, listen to podcasts, and just generally surround yourself with new ideas. So Another common theme I find myself encountering in when I'm in a rut is that I just get really frustrated and it's just like, it's, it's almost like just emotional distress in every sense of the word. I, I'm frustrated myself. I'm frustrated with like a lack of progress in, in life and in, in career goals and just goals in general. Um, things aren't going right. Maybe my habits are falling apart, like working out and waking up early and going to bed early and you know, diet, like sticking to a particular diet. It just, it might seem like life is falling apart or that you're hitting a roadblock with personal, 
businesses or, you know, just everything that a rut is, you know, ruts are unpleasant. However, reading books and listening to podcasts and surrounding yourself with new ideas, consuming art, like quality articles. Uh, now, the, I'm going to make a key point here. This, this point does not mean opening Instagram or Twitter and just scrolling for hours and end. Because, yeah, you're kind of, depending on how your social media feed is curated, you're kind of exposing yourself to new ideas, but that's not the kind of ideas I'm talking about. I'm not talking about these quick fixes, dopamine high, you know, tweets and Instagram posts and stories that are meant just to like, oh, that's a really inspirational quote. What a genius idea by, you know, Elon Musk or whatever it is. That's not necessarily the type of ideas I'm talking about. I'm talking about picking up a, a good book and actually working through some of the pages and processing some of the ideas, refreshing yourself on things you hadn't, things you had forgotten, things you didn't even know existed. Um, and there's a lot of really good podcasts out there that can do the same thing. Audiobooks are another great option if you don't like reading. And there also are a few select articles out there that are technically like blog posts and articles, but are often more like in-depth guides on different topics or they're almost like mini books or like mini little eBooks. Cause I know there's a few articles out there that I find incredibly useful that are like thousands of words long. And it might seem overwhelming, but those are like quality articles where people have poured their time and energy into formatting this thing well, proofreading it, and just overall making it an extremely high quality article. And those are vastly different than a news article or a vice article or some other random article that's just on like very surface level uh, entertaining items. So my distinction there is don't default to social media. If anything, delete social media because in my experience, social media has kept me in ruts longer <laughs> than it has ever gotten me out of one. So deleting social media could be a good starter uh, action step as well. But not using social media to, to take action on this step, but instead picking up a book or an audiobook or finding a good podcast and listening to them and just consuming new ideas almost always leaves me feeling more inspired and with fresh perspectives and takes on life and problems that I'm encountering. For example, coming out of Easter break, I was feeling frustrated and I ended up just booting up a podcast a few podcasts that I have saved that I had saved to Spotify. One was the the guy's name. I don't know if I can even say it. It's a really good podcast, though. Uh, the Lex Fried, Friedman podcast. I think it's a say it. the Lex Friedman podcast. He's an excellent interviewer uh, and has some big names on his podcast. I ended up just finding two episodes I'd saved of his in my uh, Spotify playlist. And one was interviewing Ray Dalio and the other was interviewing Elon Musk, which ironically I was kind of somewhat dissing Elon Musk quotes from earlier, but that was because often when they're curated for social media, they're curated in such a way that, I don't know, they're taken out of context. They're just not as useful getting it straight from the source of, for example, I think there was a few lines I heard from this podcast recently that I'm listening to right now where Lex Friedman is interviewing Elon Musk that sounded familiar, but they made so much more sense in the context of this long form content that I was listening to. So this podcast episode is two and a half hours long. So if you're taking the time 
to listen to a two and a half car, two and a half hour conversation with one of the smartest people in the world. I'm not trying to like, you know, to Elon's horn here and blow up his ego or anything, but this guy is literally a genius. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a genius, at least compared, like from my perspective, like he's into rocket science and designing AI and self-driving cars. And this stuff blows my mind. It's nothing I would ever, ever attempt to do. And it's just fascinating getting to hear how Elon Musk thinks, how he solves problems, how he approaches issues, what his take on different, you know, very interesting questions are that Lex um, presents him. And the same with Ray Dalio. Uh, so basically my point here is that by picking up these longer form podcasts, by picking up some books, like one that I recently found off my shelf due to another podcast episode I was recording for Teen Financial Freedom, was the Eat That Frog, Eat That Frog book by Brian Tracy. And I just was amazed by like, you know, this is actually a really good book and I need to finish this. So it's, it's things like that, um, that will just kind of freshen up life for you and give you a better perspective on problems that you're struggling with previously. So it's, it's kind of like stirring the pot for yourself. It's dumping in more ingredients. It's adding more tools to your toolkit to solve problems. And the funny thing here, the reason I'm such a huge proponent of using this to break out of ruts is that it's even useful to go back to resources you've already, uh, what's the word for it? completed, read through, listened to, uh, whatever it is, it's, it's useful to go back to sources or pieces of content that you've already completed just for refresher sometime. For example, listening to the podcast episode with Ray Dalio, he had a line in there or basically a small snippet about his five-step process for success or five-step feedback loop. And that rang a bell. And I was like, oh my word, I completely forgot about that strategy, that uh, principle. He talks about extensively in his book, Principles. And it just blew my mind. And I was like, I loved that idea, uh, that principle I learned from him. And I can't believe I forgot that. So if I hadn't taken the time to sit down and listen to an hour and a half podcast with Ray Dalio, uh, who knows, I would have forgotten about that five-step process for even longer. And you know that would have been quite a shame because it's actually something I'll be using for myself to break out of a rut. Funnily enough, that's getting into kind of a fourth point that I don't want to get ahead of myself. So moving on to the, the third and last little tip here that I use to break myself out of ruts when I'm feeling down is that I like to use a brain dump. And this, and this is just a really, really simple point. You can even start with this. Probably should have been point number one. A brain dump is ridiculously simple. You can do one of two things. Either get out a pen and paper, like a physical piece of paper and the actual pen, or just open like a notepad on your phone or whatever task management system you use. doesn't really matter. Basically, open the notepad, whatever it is, and just dump every single task and worry and reminder and thing you have kind of swirling around you in your brain on paper. And this point more than all is often what I start with, by the way, this, I mean, I should have really put this point number as point number one, but this point alone is such a huge help for my mental state during a rut because 
as I was mentioning earlier with how I blow things out of proportion and how we, during a rut, we're often in our own heads making mountains out of molehills. It's often that we also have all these tasks and ideas and reminders and things to do that are just swirling around in our brain like a hurricane. And it's incredibly hard to keep track of everything. And we're just getting more and more stressed out as time goes on and the stack builds and builds and builds. And so one of the best things you can do for yourself is just get a, make this ridiculously simple, literally just a piece of paper and a pen or a notepad on your phone and just write down every task. Don't even worry about the format. Don't even worry about breaking it down into smaller tasks. Don't even worry about categorizing it. Just put it down on paper first. And then from there, of course, you can use whatever task man management strategy you prefer to use for yourself whether it's just a simple to-do list or like a fancy GTD system like Jacob personally uses, Jacob and myself, whatever it is, this, this step here is a great starter for breaking yourself out of rut. All right. So I've kind of gone over three um, general things. In fact, before I wrap this episode up, let me mention one last thing. I, I talked about Ray Dalio's five-step process uh, earlier, and this was just brought to my memory from, or refreshed in my memory from a podcast episode I was listening to. Funnily enough though, uh, this was actually such an important point or such an important lesson or principle that Dalio talks about that I recorded a whole podcast episode on that alone. And this would actually be one of my fourth suggestions for breaking out of a rut. Um, it's really just about how to solve problems in general as they occur in life and how to quickly learn from them and then build on those problems. And it's like a whole loop. It's a five-step loop that you can use. And if you memorize it and use it actively, like I should have been for six months since I've learned this, <laughs> you will make a lot more progress in your life and achieve success much quicker. It's basically like a mini recipe for how to achieve, how to achieve big things, how to achieve your goals quicker and more efficiently. So absolutely recommend this five-step process. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about it, there's a Teen Financial Freedom podcast episode recorded titled Ray Dalio's Five-Step Process for Success. You can start there where I kind of break it all down directly from his book. You can also just punch in Ray Dalio Five-Step Process into Google. And there's some, if you go to images, there's some charts and like handy little graphics um, showing basically what it looks like, what the whole five-step loop looks like. However, there's also this article by commoncog.com. Uh, don't know, never heard of the blog before, but I was scrolling through it and it looks incredibly useful, like a fantastic summary. So if you don't want to read the whole book called Principles where Dalio talks about the strategy, I would recommend checking out this article right here uh, by commoncog.com. Just punch it in Google, the five-step process by Dalio, and it should come right up. If you're Curious of just like a quick gist of what the five steps are though, uh, here they are essentially. So the first step in Dahlia's process is one, have clear goals. So like set a goal, identify the problems that naturally occur once you start working towards that goal, accurately diagnose the problem, design a plan, like a solution to solve that problem, and then do what's necessary or like do what's necessary. I'm somewhat summarizing this from the common cog uh, article, by the way, uh, but the fifth point here is do what's necessary to push these designs through to results or essentially just execute 
the previous plan to solve the problem. And in doing that, you'll get closer to meeting your goal. And once you meet your goal, you set a new goal and then you run into a new problem. And then once you accurately define and identify that new problem, then you can create a new plan of action to solve that problem. And then you can execute that plan. And then you'll move closer to your goal and eventually complete the goal. And then you'll set a new goal. And you see, it's just like a loop. It's like an endless loop that goes on and on and on and on. And the sooner you memorize it, I know it sounds ridiculously simple, by the way, but the sooner you memorize that the and like embed it in yourself and work that process subconsciously, the quicker you'll make progress towards all your goals. So I know it sounds ridiculously simple. Don't let that take the the shine away from the power of this of these five steps. Still highly recommend you diving into it and figuring and seeing what Dali himself has to say on it. I'll leave it, I'll leave it right there. All right. So hopefully that didn't overwhelm you entirely. Um, but let me go ahead and wrap up basically what I do when I find myself in a rut. So coming out of this Easter break, I was frustrated with my lack of productivity and where I wanted to be going into my last two weeks of the semester. And what I basically did was one, I brain dumped. So I opened my notepad and I took my pen and just wrote down every single task that I could think of, everything I needed to do, all the reminders I had floating around in my head and anything else that came came to mind. So I probably got done like 15, 20 things in the first 10 minutes. And then throughout the rest of the day, a couple more things popped up and I jotted those down as well. So as time went on, and by the way, for brain, brain dumps, I actually have like a shortcut on my phone that goes to a notepad titled, it's titled to do, but it's essentially a brain dump. It's just an unofficial one. And whenever I have an idea or a task that comes to mind that I need to remember, I just open my phone, put it right there, and I don't have to remember it. Or I don't have to, I know I won't forget it, essentially. So that's a huge relief. I'm not going to dive into all the, <laughs> I'm stopping myself from getting on a rabbit trail there, though. So that said, I got a piece of paper, brain dumped a bunch of stuff. Then at the start of the next day, I started listening to a couple podcasts as I was working out, one by Dalio or one interviewing Dalio. And then I finished that one and started listening to a second by interviewing uh, Elon Musk. And both of those were incredibly useful. Uh, they were both very encouraging and kind of encouraged me with new ideas and new perspectives and problems I was working through. And then lastly, I kind of wrapped the day up with a meeting with one of my professors and someone I uh, greatly admire. And then I also wrapped the day up with a short like study session with one of my quote unquote partners in crime. So working through all three of those things in a one to two day time span has completely shifted how I feel about going into the last two weeks of the semester. It went from despair to very encouraged and to feeling like there's, you know, just actually a chance I can do well and I can solve a lot of these problems and I have the ability to finish strong. Um, it was a complete 180 on my emotional state and where I was and how I was feeling um, about the rest of this semester and about the about this, we're just going to call it a big, giant, ugly frog <laughs> that was staring me straight in the eyes and it was really getting on my nerves. And um, anyways, those are essentially the three steps I used to kind of spin myself around. And 
looking back and reflecting on the previous ruts I've also run into, these are the three exact same three steps I've also used to do the same in previous times when I've worked through old ruts as well. So I'm going to go and wrap things up here. I hope that got that helped you guys. Um, and it really just is that simple. So try working through those things yourself, modifying them, adding some things, maybe taking some things away. If they don't suit your style. Um, but I hope you can develop a routine for yourself as well. Kind of like a checklist system of how you encourage yourself and give yourself the energy and fresh perspectives you need to continually learn from failures, learn from the difficult and uncomfortable periods in your life and break out of your own ruts. So with that, appreciate you guys' time and listening to this episode. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.